the comic book pit. Okay. We're back, Comic Book Pit, episode 205, as I say with a question mark. 205? 205? Yes, 205. 205. 205. And I'm Dan. And I'm the Duke, a.k.a. Scott Hedlund, for all you Jared Catherine fans. Yeah, don't get get these two guys confused. Um, You'll be sorry. Jared couldn't be with us, you know. He had a. Uh, what did he have to do? What did he have to fix? Um, <laughs> in the world today. <laughs> well, there's so many things. He's you know he, he's he's kind of the, the the MacGyver of our world. <laughs> he just goes where he needs to go. You know, he, That's he, true. He, he, you know he he works for the Phoenix Foundation, and <laughs> so they just send him wherever you know uh, wherever yeah. he needs to go. Oh, that sounds right. I, I figured, you know, he hopped into his, uh, you know, phone booth and <laughs> traveled around throughout time and space. But, uh, yeah. Uh, come on, Scott. That's just, that just that, sounds silly. That doesn't make sense. That makes no sense whatsoever. That doesn't sound like anything that people would be interested in. I know. Come on. Listen, <laughs> we're, we're trying to talk about comic books here. Yeah. Not, not, silly, not silly stuff. Who would think of that? Uh, oh. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. Uh, um, so anyway, how you been? How uh, you doing? Been yeah. okay. Yeah. Been, you know, been keeping busy. It's been got a while. The, got the new job and got, uh, just, you know, it's summertime now, so just always stuff to do. Uh, lots of stuff I, to do and I'm still working the, uh, the comic store. Excellent. So okay. That, uh, word know, on the street keeps me busy. <laughs> keeps um, me busy. <laughs> Well, I, I had my adventure to uh, New York City. Yeah, I want to hear about that. I want to hear about that. You went to a uh, special edition uh, Comic-Con, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, yeah. NYC. I don't know. They kept switching the letters on me. But, yeah, it's basically special edition is what they call it. And it's it's a scaled-down version of the New York Comic-Con where, like you like, you remember this, but that one room where all the artists and creators and writers – we're all in this giant room, but it was only still only a fraction of the show. Oh yeah, that's essentially what this special edition show is. It is just that you know that creator show, and uh, and they did it on the pier, which that, was kind of cool. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was neat. I mean, um, you know, I felt like I'm rubbing elbows with people. You know, um, I think as names as I go here, but. Like, the very first thing, like, oh, my God, and the line was out. It was crazy. Like, it was a mile long, mm-hmm. I swear. But when they opened the doors, it only took about 20 minutes to get in. Oh, so, that's nice. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. 
Um, so, uh, the very first thing they did though, they, Marvel, Marvel Comics had a panel there and they had a number of their writers on stage. And of course I forget who all was up there. Um, but, uh, I know Brian Bendis was there, you know, cause you can't, you can't forget Brian Michael Bendis. Wow. And yeah, I mean, he's very rare appearance anymore. So that was pretty cool that he showed up, you know, and did, and was there for the fans and, you know, having, having some good interaction up there on stage with people. Nice. And, um, I can't remember the other guys, like Charles Soule, I think was one, the, the guy that wrote, uh, Death of Wolverine. Okay. And, uh, oh, the, the lady, I can't remember her name. Uh, Margaret. No, is that it? I don't know. Here, let me look at the special list here. Um, if I can cheat. Margaret. Is it Margaret? Is that Mar- Marguerite? Oh, I'm terrible. Like, I, if only I prepared <laughs> for these things. Oh, uh, you are the worst. <laughs> Where are the featured guests? <laughs> that was in the past. Now they're looking to the future. Yeah, I, I can't remember her name, but the girl's, like, blowing up, basically, in, you know, at Marvel. Okay. And, uh, oh, yeah, it is. It's Marguerite Bennett. There you go. She was on stage, and I think there was one other person, but now I can't even remember. And um, but they went through they went through a lot of stuff, and it was really cool. Like my favorite thing, of course, was the you know that they talked about the new Star Wars Lando comic book that was coming out. I mean, I was like Lando. Well, what have we here? (laughs) And uh, I know, really, you know, it's like. He has like five lines in the movie, but they're the best, the best <laughs> but, lines. But they're all, but like, yeah, he, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but what yeah. he does have, it's like, those are, those are panty dropper lines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bounty hunter's got hand. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know, I can't. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, so no, that was cool. I can't wait for that. And, uh, I think when Princess Leia finishes up, they're going to go right into the Lando one then. And I think that's their plan is to just kind of go with, you know, character focused stories and do like five issues for each one. Um, the other announcement that I thought was interesting is, uh, Marvel's actually doing a, uh, cosplay cover thing. Like, like later in the year, like the, Basically, they're like, hey, you know, we see all these cosplayers dressing up as our characters. So, you know, they approached a number of cosplayers to to actually be the cover images. For, oh, that's cool. Yeah, for a month. You know, and I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, I thought that was nice, you know, that they're, they're reaching out to that since they often get shunned for being in the aisles too long. But... Yeah, the yeah the you know cosplayers take a lot of take a lot of crap. They do for their and it's, their particular craft or their they art. They suffer for their work. They do. Um, but I I mean I I I dig it and and like there were tons of cosplayers there, which was really cool. And I got like a ton of pictures of cosplayers. But then of course I also was like, hey, I got to show respect for you know for my creators too. So. I went around and like if I talked to somebody or you know whatever I was like can I hey can I get your picture too and a lot of people were just like oh that's cool you know so um 
I'm trying to think. Uh, Where are those pictures, Scott? Oh my God! If only I posted things. Jeez, I know. Uh, oh my God! All right, let's see if I can find my pictures here. Not that I'm going to show you. I'm going to look <laughs> at them and tell you about them. I got all these pictures. No one's going to see them. Yeah, nobody's going to see. Them. <laughs> uh, here we go. All right. All right, let me just look at these real quick. Oh, yeah, there's only three. Oh, yeah, I think Peter David was supposed to show up, and he didn't make it for that panel. He made it to his table, but not to the thing. Oh, uh, the first guy I talked to, actually, at the show was Adam Warren. Oh, okay. Um, and he does a book called Empowered. And uh, I was like, I love this guy's artwork. I've never bought that book. And I was like, I'm going for it. So I bought the first graphic novel, 20 bucks. And he's like, I do sketch, I'll do a sketch for you too. And I was like, nice. All right. So yeah, he, I actually got a picture of him sketching out his character. And he's like, I could do it in the book or do it on a separate page. I was like, separate page. I'm going to probably hang it up. <laughs> he's like, he's like, cool. So that was cool. I met these two people. I don't have, I don't have names. I'm terrible. You'd think I would have prepared for this. <laughs> But, uh, you know, but I ended up buying a couple books from, uh, some, some unknowns too. Um, let's see if I can find this girl's name. Oh, there you go. Her, her name's Leela Leas. And, um, and her artwork was just incredible. And she had a sketchbook and the guy that was with her was a writer and they're working on a new comic book. And I was like, I'm buying it. Like I, I was like, I have to, um, uh, Michael Golden was there. Um, Sweet. Bri- Brian Wood. Uh, Brian Wood, who wrote the other Star Wars series. And I went, yeah. Yeah. And he's working on a book called Starve. You know, that's new. Okay. He, he And Demo, you know, he did all those. But, like, I got to... I said to him about Star Wars, I said, I, I really like the new Marvel one, but I, but I think I... I said I loved your your run on that, and as far as I was concerned, I was happy with that. And I said, but I do like what Marvel's doing too. He goes, he goes, yeah, I was happy with mine too. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, he's yeah. like, yeah, that's not painful. He's like, stupid. <laughs> thanks a lot, jerk. Yeah. And uh, let's see if I can find some other people. Uh, I'm clicking through real quick. It's all cosplayers. I can't remember this guy's name. Shoot. I try to get pictures of people with their, uh, with their name badges up there too. I can't think of the dude's name. But it was cool because I was just like, no, just keep drawing, I'll take your picture. Um, oh, and, uh, I got a nice print from Paul Renal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. like this stuff. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's French, and it was it was funny because he's 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 like this is what I don't understand, and I you know my apologies to him for this story, but <laughs> I you know his print was fifteen dollars, and I so I handed him a twenty, and he's like ooh uh, okay, uh. and then he goes through his bag and he's looking through his money, and he didn't know what to hand back, and he's like uh, I'm sorry I yeah I'm French. I don't know American money. I don't know what it, I don't know what this is. <laughs> and like, there's a twenty right on it. <laughs> like it says twenty on it. 
So. Oh my gosh, that is. So, so then funny. he, yeah, because he tried to hand me back a five and five ones, and I was like, nah, that's too much, you know. That I only need like five back, you know. And then his his manager or whatever was like, yeah, you know, like jumped over and was like, here, let me let me sort that out for you. <laughs> you know, he's like, don't hand money back. <laughs> it was funny. Uh, he was really, he was he was really nice though, and uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, oh, and then just another girl. There was an indie like an indie artist, and I actually got a piece of original art from her. Okay. And it was one of those cool things, you know. She's like, "Just come back," you know. Like, I'll have it done later. So I was like, I was like, "All right, draw Jean Grey," you know, in her Phoenix costume, and she, like she did this anime version of her that looks amazing nice and she's she's just like oh you know here you go i I didn't have much time you know like i I feel like she was like yeah it's okay but (laughs) i was like no this is awesome but uh and the other one uh this other dude i'm trying to remember his name too i bought a piece of artwork from him too and i i mean i was having a good time like i'm like buying stuff from people uh, uh, Peter Nguyen. Nguyen? Is that how you say that? Uh, is it Nguyen? like N-G-U-Y? Yeah. I think it's usually, uh, Nguyen or... Nguyen. Nguyen? Yeah. Yeah. But he had, he had this print of, it was like, uh, Stephanie, the Batgirl, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And the Batgirl, uh, you know, that's the silent one. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh Cassandra Kane. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, that's amazing. So I ended up buying that, too. So, I mean, it was fun, man, because it was like, I just went around like a nut and just bought stuff, took pictures. Well, that's really cool. You know, and, and, and for a show like that, when you get to, you know, you know, uh, encounter so many creators that you wouldn't normally get to, you know, for, for most of the regional shows that, that we have around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you don't really get that kind of interaction. Yeah, and I mean, a show like, you know, New York, I mean, New York is just like crazy with talent, and I, I, I can't imagine just the, the sheer, you know, uh, numbers of artists and uh, creators that, you know, yeah. were at that show. It's just probably mind-boggling. It was, it was kind of interesting, because everybody I talked to, like every artists that I talked to, I was like, well, where are you from? Are you from New York? And a lot of them actually were from, like, New England, it seemed like. Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, so a lot of them came in, you know, from different places. But uh, I was like, oh, that's cool. So, and I think, like, one, I, I, you know, there were actually a couple retailers set up as well, which was nice, because it was, a, you know, it was like an, almost like, there was, I don't know how many retailers, but it wasn't more than there were, you know, artists and writers. Okay. So it was nice to kind of have that to go and walk around and check out, you know, and just actually, I ended up buying uh, comic books from one guy for, um, I think he had them, and they were all brand new comic books with, with variant covers, and he was like three three for ten or four dollars a piece. And I was like... Yes, and I was like, I bought like four books. Nice. Um, and I have them here, you know, one of them here tonight, to, or two of them here tonight to talk about. So I figured I could actually could actually 
go into review mode if we wanted to, but yeah, know, I think a, you know I, we've been off for a couple weeks, so I think we've we're ready. I think we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, and I don't have anything nearly as interesting to talk about as as you know special edition New York City Comic Con. So you know, <laughs> I, I I feel kind of worthless at this point. <laughs> you know what? What do I got to talk about? What, what else is there to be said? Uh, I, I, I worked Jurassic at, World. I, I, I worked at a comic book store last weekend. That was <laughs> I, I got to see some cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> you do get to see cool stuff. You're, you're yeah, on the, you're on the cutting edge. I uh, hey, I you know I, I admit there there are, I mean aside from just the the fun of working at a comic book store. I mean there are some perks. You know the the employee discount and you know I get to uh I get to work with some really cool people and uh and uh, you know I every so often you, you you find a couple of uh gems you know you get to, you get a I got I scored a copy of um Infinity Gauntlet number 1 for uh uh 20 bucks oh nice which is pretty good um got myself a copy of Civil War number 1 oh nice so yeah some you know yeah, you know, that way, you're, yeah, you're kind of, you're right there, and you're like, hey, that's something. I'm kind of, yeah, at this point, I mean, I'm still getting new books. Yeah. But I, I've, I've come to the, come to the decision that I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm also gonna use it as more of a, kind of an investment opportunity, if you will. Yeah. Like to actually. Get some val- more valuable. Yeah, buy some old books, like, you know. That's, that's kind of. Like, why I, not, you know? I don't know if it's just like an evolutionary thing too, like if, you know, cause we're getting older. Mm-hmm. But it is like, I think a lot of times I buy stuff based on that too, where I'm buying less, less, I'm less concerned with the minutia of, you know, of Marvel comics personally, you know. Right. Like for the show, I am concerned, but like. Yeah, but as far as like but, buying every comic and every but, event and yeah, every tie-in. Like yeah, my buying habits are based, I think, I look at it like, ooh, I want that special cover. Mm-hmm. And not even that I want to sell it, but just that it's it's special. You know? Yeah, there are some, <laughs> some things I just want because they make me happy to have, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> to, to have the, you know, a, a, a copy of a Daredevil with the, you know, the first appearance of Stiltman. Oh, yeah, you that's know. a good way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just weird, like, I, and I, I, I bought a copy of, um, that old FF with that classic cover, um, This Man, This Monster. You know, it's like that yeah, kind I of. Yeah, I saw that. That's, that's a really, that was really cool, actually. I was. Yeah. Uh, we were talking about that Weirdlings cover earlier before mm-hmm. the show. And that's actually, I, I was like, oh, I should have drew it like that. Like when you posted it. Mm hmm. You know, like I didn't, I didn't use that, but I was like, oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, yeah, like, like, like stuff like that. You know, it's it, it's not like I'm trying to go back and get every issue of of a run, but they're just. I, I feel like I just want to have some old books, you know, just to just put aside, you know, and just keep for, you know, twenty, thirty, forty years. Yeah, and see what happens. You know, and it's not even like a speculator thing. It's just like, oh, who knows? You know, maybe this, you know, this would be something I could leave to, you know, a family member or whatever. Right. You know, it's, right. yeah, just kind of fun to have just these old <laughs> books. So I started, you know, uh, you know, with that, you know, you, you were, hey, pick up that news book. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, 
<laughs> and I, you know, I like kind of stuff I'm going after too. I'm like, ooh, an Adam Hughes cover, you know, uh, just because it's cool. You know, it, it may, you're right. It makes me happy. Well, it's like I'm happy to have it, Duke. I, and I, I have to admit, I, uh, I I took a page out of your book, and I have um, at my my box at the store the 250th issue of Betty and Veronica with an, yeah. with the with the Adam Hughes cover. Yes, I've got that. I'm I'm actually picking that up for myself. You know, this, and actually, that's that's news. Do you hear they're actually going to be writing that book? Wait, uh, say that again. You kind of broke up a little bit, actually. Well, did you hear? Uh, Adam Hughes is actually going to be writing the new Betty and Veronica book. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah. So the fact that he did that cover is almost like a, a precursor. Um, but uh, I, I forget the whole news, but basically Archie is doing a big relaunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you yeah. know. And he is, so Adam Hughes is actually going to be the writer and artist for uh, the Betty and Veronica book. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. That, I was like, whew, that's well, awesome. And and because I, I knew about the uh, Mark Wade, Fiona Staples, yeah. Archie book, which I think it, that's that just sounds like it's going to be amazing. Just, yeah. You, just those two creators. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, and I, I've seen some of the uh, advanced art from Fiona Staples doing the, you know, the, the Archie characters. I'm like, Oh my God. Nice. So beautiful looking. <laughs> I just, I just hope she can still maintain doing that with saga, you know? Um, oh yeah. Cause now I, 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 I know she, I, I'm pretty sure like she and Vaughn take time off in between arcs of saga. Yeah. I wonder. So maybe she's, I don't know. Maybe she's, Got uh, enough work in the can, like, um, you know, she's far, you know, uh, caught up enough that she could, you know, do both. I don't know. Um. Hmm. Oh, you know, I want. I, actually, I, I have no idea because I don't. I don't read Saga. You know, I'm. I'm the only guy. You know, I'm the only person in the world that doesn't read it. Um. Wait, I thought you did. No. Not, not even from the... You didn't even buy the first issue? Uh, no, I, I bought the first six, I think, the first story arc. Mm-hmm. Decided it wasn't for me. So, um, you know, even though it's wildly popular, I just never, tell never me, really feel like it. Tell me you still have those first six issues. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Wrapped up and safe. <laughs> yeah, I think. I don't know. But I, I know they're worth money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my... You know, my retirement uh, plan, you know. Um, no, but what I was going to say is I, I think that I don't know how long Saga is going to run, you know. And I don't know, is Fiona Staples going to be able to, yeah, like you said, do two books or whatever. Or, you know, or is she going to be done with Saga, you know. Yeah, well, from from what I understand, I, I think Saga is probably going to go about a, if I had to guess, I'd say like fifty or sixty issues, like the, like Vaughn's other books, you know, Ex Machina and Why the Last Man. You know, they they all have these endpoints. Mm-hmm. So if this is going to go fifty or sixty issues, well, then she's already, you know, halfway to a, a third of the way there. Oh yeah. So hopefully, and I, honestly, I can't picture anybody else doing that book at this point. 
Yeah. I mean, it would really no, be, it would really do the book a disservice if they switched artists. And I don't think they're going to because, you know, he's got a really good track record of keeping the same artist on the same, you know, like he, yeah. he had, um, Tony Harris on Ex Machina and he had, um, Pia uh, Guerra on oh, Y. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> for the whole run. I think, you know, minus, uh, like a fill-in issue maybe here and there, I think for Why the Last Man, I know there were a couple of fill-in issues, but overall, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty substantial, uh, body of work. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, I think that's their, I think it's actually their creation too. I think, I don't, you know, I don't think it's, uh. That's a good point. I, I, yeah. I, I don't know how much of that is, is collaborative. Mm-hmm. You know, if the, if it's, I mean, I, I'm sure you know they they've collaborated from day one, but if it's if it's considered Vaughn and Staples saga, or if it's you know, yeah. So I, I was under the impression it was both of theirs, but yeah, it could very it, well be. Could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> until the movie rights come out, and then we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then yeah, <laughs> then we'll see who's uh, yeah. who's happy and who's uh, <laughs> suing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, man. Let's uh, let's dig into some books. <clears throat> okay, good idea. Um, uh, you you want to go first? Yeah, you know what? I I want to talk real simply about um, Star Wars number six. Okay. Very simply. I have that. Do you have it? I do. Did you read it? I did. So how about how about that? Luke Skywalker versus Boba Fett. That was pretty cool. Awesome, right? Yeah, that was. It, there was actually a point. Um, oh, I forget where it was in the book, but I actually heard. I, th- I think it was like at one point Boba maybe had him on the ropes or something. Yeah, and, and I, I heard like the John Williams, like the the music, like the slow crescendo, oh, yeah. and and I, you know, like like the like the, the music building, and then it. I was like, oh wow, this is this really feels like Star Wars. Yeah, you know what's interesting about the fight is that Luke was blind the whole time. Yeah. So, in a way, it mirrored Return of the Jedi with Han being blind and fighting Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And then Luke, you know, Luke didn't never even knew that it was Boba Fett. Like, he, like he had no idea. He's just like, this guy's after me and I'm out of here. Right. You know, like he escaped, basically. Um, and I, I like that. And I... And, of course, then the big reveal at the end of the issue was with Han. And I think a lot of people talked, you know, I basically was spoiled for me before I even got the book, um, that uh, Han is married. Yeah, I don't, I wouldn't say, you know, I don't really have feelings one way or the other about it. I don't either. I actually think, like, yeah, why not? Because it, it, it might... It, 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 it's not going to lead anywhere. Like we know, it doesn't really mean anything, right? You know, my, it, my guess is that that this character is actually just going to die before the story's over. Yeah, yeah. that's a, that's could very well be. Yeah, it's um, going to be something that that <clears throat> builds uh, builds the relationship between Leia and Han is what it's going to end up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's going to serve that purpose. So, but my biggest, here's what I actually want to say about the book. Why is Boba Fett not on the cover? Like, what? <laughs> like. I know, that's, that's, I mean, you, you put Boba Fett on the cover of a book, that's, that's a license to print money. 
Yeah. Instead, it's this weird, you know, it's, you know, it's this through a lens, you know, yeah. with the green like a... target on Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing about that cover that makes me want to pick it up and read it. Except yeah. that I love Star Wars. <clears throat> right. Except you, name only. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's not, but, uh, it's not a, a bad cover, but it, it's not one that just jumps off the shelf at you. Yeah. And like you have Boba Fett versus Luke in the book, and you've already introduced that possibility in issue five. Why not just hit hit the world with that cover and sell all your books? Like because mm-hmm. honestly, in the old Marvel run, the Boba Fett cover one is probably worth more money than any of the other ones because it's Boba Fett. Is that number sixty-eight? Or there's two issues of where he's featured on the cover. Okay. Um, the one is from the Empire Strikes Back run part of it. It's the Bounty Hunters. Okay. And then, yeah, the other one is, I think, around, yeah, somewhere around 68. You might be right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> my reason I know that is because I also have that in, in my, my pull box at work. Nice. See, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Like, you were probably like, Boba Fett, I'm picking that up. Mm-hmm. And because, again, and, and not even because it's like, oh, this will be worth something, but it's like, it's a cool it, cover. You're right, it is, it's issue 68 of the old run. But no, and I'm like, what the hell? Like, why, why wouldn't they put Boba Fett versus Luke on the cover? So that's my big gripe. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say about it, really. But, I mean, it really was a good story, and I really mm-hmm. love what, what they're doing with it. But, guys, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still enjoying the heck out of Star Wars. Um, I absolutely cannot wait until Stuart Eminent comes on board. Oh yeah, and 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 I've and I've enjoyed John Cassidy's work actually on this, yeah. on this. And uh, but I mean, I think we all knew that he wasn't going to be a long term, right? Um, artist. Um, well, I, I I had a I had a thought about the whole you know like how far can they go with this story mm-hmm. as far as you know between movies four and five. And my thinking is that they're going to try to, they're going to probably make it last, my guess, 24 issues, two years, and then they're, and then they're going to stop printing, you know, stop making, uh, that, you know, filling in that gap and then just work on the gap between Return of the Jedi and Episode 7. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to run right up to the release of the, of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you're right. They're gonna. I, I think this is a limited run, even though they're like, "Hey, it's it's an ongoing series." But I think they already know that there's there has to be an end because it, you know, we know where it ends. We know. Yeah. They're on Hoth. <laughs> That's and 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 that you know, that is always going to be, um, the one downside to all of these comics, no matter how good they are, no matter how well they're written or drawn. Ultimately, the stories mean nothing because we know what happens later on. Yeah, yeah, the consequence. Well, let's just know it. I, I, I can kind of. I mean, I can live with that too, too though, because sometimes mm-hmm. you know the this the good story is just um, not that you know where does the character die, but just how you know what. Yeah, you know, like what brought him to that point. Well, and what. I, What'll be really interesting, we'll see if how collaborative Marvel and 
uh, you know, uh, Lucasfilms or whatever they're calling it, you know, the whoever, I mean, I know it's, well, Disney, I don't know, whoever mm -hmm. is, whoever's in charge of Star, the Star Wars film franchise, um, you know, because now that they're all owned by Disney, but how closely Disney and Lucasfilms will work together to do maybe some sort of comic prequel to Episode Seven, like you were saying, you know, yeah, because um, you know they they did um, Vertigo, DC Vertigo did one for Mad Max Fury Road. Oh yeah, yeah. and it you know it's like it's sold out, like you can't. It's really hard to find a, a copy, but I heard it was actually really good. Which was this one, the one that came out this week? No, it, it, no, it came out a, a, a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. It was uh, with um, uh, Im Immortan Joe and the uh, Nuck, I think is his name, the 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 main war boy in the movie. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so you know if if they're smart and they and they do something like that, they do some sort of comic tie-in that leads up to episode seven. Like that would be really cool. Yeah, I think they will. I think, I think that's, I think plus with the, the, the novels as well, um, they're trying to, they also want to coordinate basically any, any story that goes out, they want to coordinate it to the, you know, to the actual universe. Mm -hmm. So right now they're hitting, they're hitting with a lot of stuff that people are familiar with as far as the novelization mm -hmm. things. And I think that that's what they'll do is they'll they'll start to create that bridge. And um, one one of the things that I saw with the novels uh, is that they're they're calling it the road. I think they're I think they're calling it the road to the Force Awakens. Okay. Or the path or whatever it is. But basically, they're they're laying it out that they're like, you know, soon all the stories are going to basically be about that thirty year gap between the movies. That they, you know, between those two movies. Okay. Yeah, so, fair enough. yeah, I think I think the comics will take that turn, and, and I'm going to say, 24 issues for Star Wars. Okay, you heard it here first. 24 <laughs> issues. See if it happens. <laughs> and all right. New number one. <laughs> and, then, and then all new, all different Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so moving on, I'm going to talk. Uh, I'm going to like to talk about Batman 41. Oh, okay. And this is, I guess, hot off the heels of the Convergence story, right? Yeah. I think. No, um, I, I really haven't, uh, aside from... Well... Uh, aside from Batgirl, I haven't really read any DC in a um, long time. This, and this is the first Batman I've read since Zero Years started. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But um, no, I, I, I thought I would just, say... like, jump... Like I, I kind of wanted to jump back in, and I thought this would be a good issue to to start with. So I would say this is hot off the heels of issue forty. <laughs> okay, not convergence, basically, but well, I mean, but I mean, this is after this is post convergence, right? Isn't uh, convergence I think over? It is. What? Well, I mean, because convergence is over, and now all the new books are coming back out. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's what it is. Like, well, convergence basically just did away with the the new fifty two branding. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really what it did. So they're they're just like, hey, now we can tell any story we want, right? Without being in, you know, refined, you know, re or whatever. Like the, the like, yeah, without being restricted, mi mired them. down with all the continuity. Yeah, they're just like, now we can tell whatever we want. But I think in this issue, it doesn't really. 
it isn't the events of convergence that got you to this issue. No. It's the, yeah, no, what were you saying? Yeah. No, you know, like in issue 40, basically, they're like, um, you know, no more Batman. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And how does Gotham react to that? Right. You know? So. Yeah, and I, 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 I guess I, I kind of misspoke. Yeah, when this, when I said hot off the heels of convergence, not that this was oh, t- I tied into convergence, but I mean just the post-convergence world. I gotcha. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I, I, you know, I just picked this up with no, no uh, preconceived. Yeah, like I mean, I, I did read issue forty, but again, that was a couple of months ago because we had a couple of months in between. You know, with the whole convergence thing, and they weren't oh, yeah, putting yeah. out any new issues. Yeah. Um, but this is the new, uh, the new status quo for Batman, which is, uh, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything because no. I think it's already been spoiled. But we've got Jim Gordon as the new Batman, as the new um, police um, authorized Batman, yeah. who has like the armor and um, like his like a, a support team like he's got tech people and um you know he's got uh, a, the powers company right i mean that's yeah he's got a whole team of people behind him that's working like behind the scenes working with the police i guess it's a yeah like you said it's a it's another it's, group like a like a company like a firm like a star labs kind of kind of yeah. situation i i think i guess and, you know contracted by gotham city police department right um yeah, I really liked it, and I I, I I did too. I didn't really. I, I wasn't confused. I didn't find it. You know, the, you know, people like you say Jim Gordon is the new Batman. Immediately, people are going to scoff. But if you actually read this issue, it makes sense. Like, yeah. Why they want him to be, and, and not that he was the only choice. You know, they show this scene where they have um, a bunch of officers training to be the new Batman. And, you know, because again, it's, it's not hidden. I mean, everyone knows about this new program, um, but they really want, they wanted Jim Gordon and there's a reason and it just makes sense. And I, I really enjoyed it. What's cool is they, is that they're still going to maintain his, a secret identity too. Right. Like the people involved in the program know that it's Jim Gordon, but nobody else at large. And even like the police department, they don't really know who it is. Mm-hmm. So, and I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and it, it, it's funny how the, you know when when they come to that decision, and and uh, Harvey Bullock is kind of, you know, kind of in you know kind of in his corner, and yeah, and it, it's funny the 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 transformation that Jim Gordon undergoes. You know, we're used to seeing him as kind of like rumpled and smoking a cigarette or a cigar, glasses, mustache, you know, yeah. uh, looking like just frayed around the edges all the time. But, you know, the, he shaved his mustache, got uh, <laughs> the, the lace, like, he's got like the eye surgeries, you know. Yeah, um, yeah he, he got a hair, he got like a military style haircut. He's kind of buff, not buff, yeah. but like, I mean, you know, they, they said, well, they, they always say that he was like former like a former military. Yeah. They said he's in, in this issue. They said he was in his forties. Yeah. I think, which, you know, I'm in my forties. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, all right. But they, I guess I could run around as Batman. Yeah. Why not? Ben Affleck could. Why can't I? And, and I, why can't Jim Gordon? And I, I like that he, he got out of the suit, like out of the armor and he was still dressed as, he still had yeah. like this 
Batman, like, yeah. you know, like, um, like this, like, like, like the thin, armor. Yeah. Like, yeah. Give he, it away. Right. He's got the armor, but then he can get out of the suit and he still has this kind of Batman outfit with the ears and everything. Like he still looks like Batman even out of the armor. Right. Um, yeah, this was just fun. I was kind of yeah. kind of excited, and then the last page was just kind of like this uh, out of nowhere. This kind of uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like Bruce Wayne. You know, yeah. This, yeah. Wait, Bruce Wayne's alive? Yeah. And like it mirrors the first page where you see the guy just—it's the guy on the bench. Right. You don't know who it is. It's just this, yeah, silhouette of this guy narrating. Yep. Um, now the question that somebody. I, Gee. Uh, I, w- I gotta give credit to Colin. Okay. I listening. But, uh, he actually said maybe it's Hush. Oh. It's not Bruce Wayne. It might be Hush. Interesting. That's right. Yeah. I was like, ooh. <laughs> the, only, the only thing I didn't know, and I didn't know if this was, um, I didn't know it because I haven't been reading it, or if it, if it, it just means nothing. But if that guy who walked past and recognized him, if that was actually somebody, if that was a character, or if that was just someone who might happen to know who Bruce Wayne is because he's Bruce Wayne. Mm. Because Bruce Wayne is this billionaire playboy, mm-hmm. and he's a celebrity. People know who he is just by looking at him. But I didn't know if that guy was anybody, or if it was just, oh, we need someone to say Bruce Wayne. Oh, right, okay. So that's, that was yeah. my only question. No, I don't. I don't know who that guy is either. <clears throat> and the the one funny thing about this this book that had nothing to do with it being a Batman book, I think it would have been any DC comic, was the Nick Lachey uh, ad across the middle. <laughs> Their DC is you know experimenting oh, with, yeah. with uh, placing ads. The in, Twix. <clears throat> yeah, in not just the whole page, but taking up a half a page, so it'd be a half a page of story and a half a page of Nick Lachey pimping Twix candy bar. Yeah. So you got that going for you. Nick which, Lachey. That was, which I thought, I'm like, please don't do this anymore, DC. You know what's funny is, I I don't know about advertising, but I when I was reading the story, I was like, I don't want to even look at that. So I didn't even know that was Nick Lachey until you said it. Like, it was just, to me, it was just, ah, there's a Twix ad. Like, don't look at it. How could you not know that was Nick Lachey? I didn't look at him. I actually was just like, no, I'm reading the story, and I just, I never looked at the ad itself until just today. Until now, right now. <laughs> I can't maybe, even read that he, maybe how this he's is, quoted. <laughs> maybe this is Nick Lachey's subtle way of, like, hey, I want to be Batman. Oh, yeah, there you like, go. Get rid of the Affleck, put in the Lachey. I could see it. I think it works. Yeah, millionaire, playboy kind of kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Know, it's okay. And yeah. maybe, maybe then Jessica Simpson will take him back. <laughs> Only then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. All right. What do you got next? Um, what else can I bellyache about? <laughs> um, like looking at your stack, like uh, uh what else do yeah. I hate? I'll tell you what. No, actually, I I picked up Starfire from Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti team. Okay. You know the writing as the writing team. Uh, Starfire is one of the post 
Um, like we said, post-convergence stories, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked it, and I really... I love this artist on this book. Whoever the... I gotta find the guy's name. Um, Emmanuel... Or is it a girl? I don't even know. <laughs> Emanuela Lopacino. Okay. Um, just the way they draw Starfire is just like, you got it, like you nailed it. Like, cause she's not like, you know, in the earlier issues of, um, you know, the new 52 run, everybody was so mad about how sexualized she was. Right. Um, in this, it's more of a beautiful, thing you know like she's not she's she's not just a sex toy she's actually it's just she's just like this very naturally beautiful right character that and it really i think this person you know that drew it did it right and didn't didn't go too far off the path you know and it and it honestly it feels like something that amanda connor would have done which you know the art is different than connor's but Mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, you know, the, the same spirit of, you know, handling characters, um, in a, in a, in a way that is, you know, friendly to any audience. Um, I, I think they, they've got, you know, it's like a great team, a great team, art writer, artist team. Um, and the book was fun. It was a fun book. Okay. Um, I, I miss Nick Lachey in that book too. <laughs> and uh Nick Lachey is so everywhere. <laughs> Not on my watch. Nick Lachey is all up in your DC. Not on my watch. Um Alright, but my big complaint about the book, like I, I liked everything about it. Basically it's Starfire uh getting getting established in this little town and she goes you know, she's at the police station. And this woman cop is basically like helping her out, like, oh my god, because you're an alien, you have no, you have no history, you have nothing to go on. Like, I can get, you know, I can help you though and get you set up here and live here. And um, my big question is, is why? Like, that was the biggest miss for the book was, I have no idea why she's in this small town, mm-hmm. and I have no idea why she's in a police station discussing this with a cop. You know, about how she can just live there. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, what? Like, what? If there was maybe two or three pages, you know, to explain, like, where, how she got from, you know, hanging out with whoever, you know, Teen Titans, because I haven't read them, so. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. You know, how did she get from over there to here? Like, I don't even think you need that much space. I think you, something like that could be taken care yeah. of in like a panel. A couple, yeah, a couple just, panels just to say. A couple word balloons. Last time we saw her, she was doing this. Yeah. Know, right. Blah. But instead, what they did is she's discussing and she gives a, a backstory of what planet she's from, which was nice because I don't, I didn't know that all of that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they don't, they don't really give you anything as far as like why she's in this town. <laughs> so that was my only really complaint about it but uh, I really like the art um, if you like books like Harley Quinn it's it's a it's a can't miss okay which I think they also wrote they do yeah, yeah. like I say the Connor Palmiotti team um, on uh, 
on that as well is is really good. So uh, I I really like how Amanda Connor handles characters, yeah, um, both drawing and writing. So okay, so I'm in. Sweet. Yeah. Um. Well, since we were t- kind of talking about uh, just briefly before talking about uh, we, we mentioned Mark Wade because of his work on Archie. Um, mm-hmm. I have a a new Mark Wade book, but it's actually not a new comic, which is kind of weird. He did this uh, this web comic with uh, what's the artist's name? The last name is Kraus. Um, I want to say Peter Kraus, but that's the actor. Yeah. Oh, it is Peter Kraus. Okay. <laughs> uh, I guess it's a different Peter Krause. Um, so Mark Wade and Peter Krause did this, started this webcomic called Insufferable. And oh, yeah. it's through their, um, his, uh, thrill bent, thrill bent website. And I think you and I were both big fans of Irredeemable, right, Duke? Yeah. Okay. So Irredeemable was basically the deconstruction of the Superman mythos. Right. And then he, um, shortly after Irredeemable started, he started Incorruptible, which was kind of a deconstruction of the supervillain mythos. Well, now, um, if Insufferable, he's got a thing with these, with these eye, He's he got irredeemable, irredeemable, incorruptible, and now insufferable. Um, <laughs> so this is this is kind of a deconstruction of the the Batman and Robin relationship. Um, okay. you know, basically, what if Batman and Robin, you know, they uh, they were a team for a long time, then they they went their separate ways. Um, you've got the Batman character is named uh, Nocturnus. Okay. And then you've got the Robin character, who's now an adult. His his he still goes by his uh, childhood uh, codename Galahad. Mm. Now the the differences between Batman and Robin and Nocturnus and Galahad is Nocturnus and Galahad are actually father and son, and okay. they had a falling out. Um, Galahad went public with his, you know, his identity. So he's more of a celebrity now and he, you know, has a website and a Twitter account and, you know, he parties and has a mansion and, and Nocturnus is, and, and they're both still doing the superhero thing except for while Galahad is very public, uh, Nocturnus is very private and he's, you know, he does mm. everything. He's got safe houses and, you know, cause you know, once Galahad went public, um, everything kind of uh, blew up around him. You know, he um, he had to go underground, even though he was still doing the superhero oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm not really giving any of this away. This is kind of how this... Like backstory. They, yeah, this is all backstory that they go through. Um, you know, you, you figure it out as soon as the book starts that these two are on the outs. It doesn't start with them being a team. You do see flashbacks from what's really great about this book is you see you see the story from both their perspectives as it's going and where you know when you think just when you think 
oh man, you know, Nocturnus was a terrible father. And, but then Galahad turns around and does something. You're like, oh man, well he was a dick, you know? (laughs) So it's like, they're both, both characters are just, just completely messed up in the head. Um, you know, it's like, and, and it's like the, the father son dynamic is just taken to this extreme. And, and again, it's, it's like the, you, you know, when you think about the relationship that Batman and Robin have, yeah, and when they always, you know, they always allude to, or you know, the the feeling is there's a very father son um, relationship there, even prior to Damien showing up. Oh yeah. Um, but this is, you know, what if they really were father and son, and what kind of relationship would that be? I mean, you know, I mean, uh, relationships with between parents and kids are. Uh, you know, are tough at best sometimes, you know, I mean, you know, I think we've, you know, most people have all had their ups and downs with their own parents, but then add to the mix that, you know, your, your parent is a, uh, high tech, uh, vigilante who, you know, takes you under his wing, but then is, you know, treats you like, like dirt, because you're not, you know, is, is always trying to make you better and always trying to, you know, improve, you know, make sure you improve. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's never really a father to you. And then, and then they, they suffer this, they both suffer this tragedy, um, that really causes the rift between them. And, um, but this is just a, another great example, another great book where, you know, Wade just really takes apart the, you know, just really dives into the like the the meat of this relationship and just rips it apart. You know, it's just it's it's really great. I would I would say if you're like if you're a fan of uh, if if you read Irredeemable or Incorruptible or if you like his Daredevil stuff. I mean, yeah. and, you know, if you're a fan of Mark Wade's, you should be getting this. Now, right. the good thing is if you don't want to get it, I shouldn't say the good thing, but it was it was originally published on online. You know, as, oh, a, as yeah. a web comic. Yeah. So you can, you know, you can read it there. But this was their whole experiment to put it online and then publish it. So this is coming out through um, IDW. And um, it's interesting because you can see, like, the format is very specific for, oh, yeah. for web. Right. And they just took that. Put it together. Yeah, they just took it straight from, from the web and put it right on the printed page. So That's cool. Yeah. Uh, did you read uh did you read Sidekick from J. Michael Skrzynski? I didn't. Uh, I just wondered how it compared because uh Sidekick's a, a similar story. Um basically the the hero is killed. Mm-hmm. Um in a very much like a John Ken you know, John F. Kennedy way. Okay. Um like out in public and everybody's like Oh my God, you know. Um, and then this, the sidekick, you know, uh, his boy Wonder, whoever, um, is left, you know, and basically gets shunned, uh, because he doesn't, you know, he's not the hero. And they're just like, oh, well, you're worthless without the other guy. Mm-hmm. And then it's a whole story about this guy, just, and just how his life really just goes to hell. Um, the sidekick. And it's actually really dark. I mean, um, 
fortunately, there's only one issue left, and I can't wait to read it. Uh, just to really just to put the story behind me. <laughs> but um, no, I just wondered how it compared because it sounds similar in that way. That uh, oh, I have to check it out. If it... It, it's uh, it's about what eleven issues, I think, and it took forever for for the whole thing to come out. Okay. Um, it's about eleven issues, though. Was that was that from Image? I feel like it was. I think it was, but it's, you know, how it's branded, like, it might have been branded under that, like, the Joe's comics. Yeah. You know, the Straczynski. I'll have to look, because if it was Image, then there's chances, there's a chance that we might have some issues. Yeah, I I, I would say, I bet you do. Yeah, I'm going to guess that you do. I'll have to take a look. Yeah, it wasn't, like, underground or anything, so. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. I was like, what is that? What is <laughs> All right. We're passing notes. Um, Sorry. Well, all right. School sucks. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll just... I can do, like... I'll do, like, a double review here. Okay. Uh, real real quick, because these, these are two books that I picked up at Special Edition that I got on the cheap. And uh, Amazing Spider-Man number one, Renew Your Vows, and Ultimate End number one. And they both have to do with... You know, Battle World, you know, the fallout from Secret War, pre-Secret War stuff, you know, where they're on this new, um, you know, multi-world world, world. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Okay. And, uh, um, both of them, though, like, are crazy. And, uh, Dan Slott writes Amazing Spider-Man, and I always like his writing, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna pick it up. So, uh, it starts out really nice, like, Basically, it shows you what you know what Peter Parker's life would have been like if if him and Mary Jane were still together, and you know they have their they have a daughter and things are awesome. And I'm going to spoil this issue because I was just like kind of like hawa, you know, <laughs> for the issue. But it comes to in the story, he Peter Parker has a decision to make between uh, saving his family or saving the world, you know, or saving Manhattan. "Quote unquote," um, and because the Avengers call and they're like, "We need your help," but at the same time, he's like, "Oh my God, Venom is coming to my house! Like he knows me, he knows who I am. He's going to kill my family." And so he chooses his family over the the world, and the Avengers get killed. <laughs> and, oh wow! Yeah, like they're wiped out, and. At the end of the issue, that, that made me go, "Huh? Was <laughs> was it? He gave up being Spider-Man so that he could raise his daughter, and he's just like, and in the background, you see like the guy that killed the Avengers is basically like an overlord of Manhattan now, and like he's up on a billboard or whatever, you know. And basically, he rules their their world now. Interesting. And, and he's just like, oh well, he's like, I got a family to raise. Wow. Yeah, I was like, what the what. That's interesting. So, but there is apparently an issue, too, so hopefully, you know, we'll see more of what happens, you know. But this is like a, this is one of those times where they can get away with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, all right, I'll keep buying it because it's a dance lot, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and real quick, the other one, I'm just, I'm not going to even get into the story, but it's just my other belly acre of the night <laughs> is Ultimate End, number one. I read the book, cover to cover. I flipped through it again. I have no idea what it was about. 
<laughs> so and that was the that was the Bendis one. You were that talking? was the Brian Michael Bendis book. That was your that was your Bendis rant. What was it about? <laughs> um, I I don't know. I don't even know. I didn't even know if it was before the, you know, the crunch of the you know when the worlds collided or mm-hmm. after, or you know who these players were. And and I I'm Secret Wars. I had no idea what this was. Like when does it happen? What's which Earth am I looking at? Is it is it six one six or sixteen ten? I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it read well because it's a Bendis book, right? But I had no idea what was going on because it's a Bendis book. So, gotcha. That's my gripe. Enough Sorry. Said. <laughs> He's still um, a guy. <laughs> well, I I have two uh, two quick uh, blasts, I guess. Um, both Marvel, just like yours were. Okay. Um, one, a Dan Slot book, like yours was. Um, this mm-hmm. was Silver Surfer number 12. Yeah. It's uh, Dan Slot and Mike Allred. Um, I don't know what else to say about this book, I mean, except what I've said many times before. This is just one of the best books that no one's probably reading. And it's it's so much fun. It's so well written. The, the, the Allred art is... Awesome mm. as always. I'm I'm I've been a big fan of Mike Allred since since his Mad Men stuff from like back in the nineties. Yeah. Um and he's just you know, he's he's just killing it killing it in this book. It's like he was you know, just really th- th- this team was just uh, you know, Dan Slott and Mike Allred and uh and, and Laura Allred on colors too, not to uh, oh, yeah, you know, nice. not yeah. to give her uh the short you know, short trips right. or anything. She's been in the biz a while. Yeah. Um, but I would say, you know, um, if, if you've always been on the fence about Silver Surfer, um, and didn't know where to start, just pick up this run of Silver Surfer because it's just, you, you don't have to know anything going in, going in. It's just a lot of fun okay. sci-fi. Um, and it, it is very, and I, I think we've made this comparison from the beginning. It, it is, it's Doctor Who. Dr. Who-ish yeah. in, in some respects. Um, you know, you've got your... Your spacefaring uh, traveler and, and his human companion, um, who is you know right. equally capable in her own ways. Right. Um, and there is a you know they have a little uh, you know, there's a little um, will they Romance. won't they going on, which yeah. is which is not annoying. And yeah. you know, sometimes that's really annoying. This isn't. This that's is cool. You know, it's just so well written and. You know, I, I I'm just gonna you know keep buying this as long as I keep putting it out because it's so good. I I mean I don't want to. As far as I know, it's it's probably gonna just end for a little while mm-hmm. because of uh you know because of the whole battle world thing right and secret wars. So I guess there is I don't know what issue what issue was that? Oh, this is number twelve. I I want to say that maybe thirteen might be the the last for this uh this time. I'm I'm. Guessing, I know Jared would know because he—he's a slave to the surfer. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe uh, maybe uh, number fifteen. Okay. Okay. Uh, as far as the solicitations go, it's still running for you know till up through issue fifteen at least. Awesome. So all right, never mind. Well, so yeah. at least you know I, I know the first trade is out, and I'm sure a second one is pending. Yeah. So get out there and, and get it. It's good stuff. Okay. Um, my second and last book would be 
all new Hawkeye number three. Uh, oh, Jeff okay. Jeff Lemire and oh uh, Perez is it Pepe Perez? Blanking on the Ramon Perez. I'm sorry, Ramon Perez. Ramon. Um, and this is kind of you know this book is kind of picking up after the um, not picking up after, but it's the same Hawkeye that we read pretty much in a uh, Mad Fractions run. Yeah. And it, here's okay. So here's my thing about Hawkeye now. Um, it was it was charming to read him in Matt Fraction's run as this kind of um, everyman, like you know, oh, I'm just kind of a lunk, yeah, like kind of a lunkhead, yeah. Um, and everyone else is smarter than me, but I'm just really good with a bow. That's getting pretty old. Like he's so you know from issue one, he's been he and Kate Bishop, the other Hawkeye, have been teamed up on this uh, mission for shield and it, it, it's getting kind of annoying when Kate Bishop is the brains of the team and she's like, yeah. she's the smartest and she's like, you know, and Clint's always like shrugging his shoulders like, Oh, I guess, I guess she's right. Or okay. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like he's like the Homer Simpson of, um, his, of, of his own book. So know? he became, he became, you know, the, the stereotypical family guy. Yeah. Like uh, you know, like every every sitcom on television, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. And and I I want like I don't mind the the funny Hawkeye. I loved Fractions Run, but now you know like like we've seen that, and now I'm ready for a more capable Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone who isn't you know is maybe a little smarter than the. 18-year-old he's running around with. Right. You know, someone who's been an Avenger for, you know, forever. Like, he should be a little more capable at this point. Yeah. And, like I said, it was it, it, it was a great run during uh, Fractions uh, run, great stories, but now it's like, okay, we need to switch it up a little bit. Yeah. So. Ugh. Um, still, um, you know, but it's still a solid story. Um, great art from Ramon Perez. Um, you know, it's, it, it, I feel like if you've, you know, if, if you read Fractions Run, this is a, this is a nice transition to keep, okay. re to keep reading Hawkeye if you really like Hawkeye. So. Very nice. And who doesn't like Hawkeye? I know. Stupid people. <laughs> that's who. <laughs> Fools. I tell you. And Ultron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, nobody likes Ultron, so. <laughs> and that's why he doesn't like Hawkeye. <laughs> uh, um, but I wow. think that's that's all I have. Yeah, we, we I think we did it. We I talked about we a lot of stuff. We talked about like eight books. Yeah. That's crazy. There was a lot. There was a lot when we missed weeks, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff out there that we want to, you know, catch up on. And yeah. I mean, this is summertime, so this is when the, the, you know, this is when they, the companies start putting out their, their best, you know, their, right, their most eye-catching things. This is when the events happen, and so, you know, we got all the comic cons coming up. I think uh, Heroes Con is going on right now. I think this weekend. Yeah, it just started. Yeah, like this weekend. Um, I saw Andy Bennett. Mm -hmm. Posting about it, 
Um, but uh, yeah, can't wait, man. Can't wait for uh, more cons this season. So yeah, it's gonna be good. It's good. Okay. All right, well, man. All man right. I'm all talked out. Yeah, it's like it just started storming here too, so it's kind of like, oh really? What's going on out there? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> so I'm a little distracted. <laughs> like what? Torrential downpour. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, that's summer in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's either it's 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 either raining or cloudy. <laughs> I think we got sun for about half an hour today. Right. <laughs> so, yay northeast. Yay. <laughs> Anywho. All right. All right. So this has been episode 205 of Comic Book Pit. I'm Dan. I'm the dude. And we'll see you next week.